Well, if we went back in time about, oh my goodness, how many years? Ten years? The radio station? Yeah. Diana was and became a time management guru. Basically out of necessity. Yeah, you were managing a lot, and you would walk into her office, and it was her desk was always meticulously clean. That was and neat. a big desk. It was a big desk. Yeah, um, but it was like your office had like a lot of windows into mm-hmm. it, so it was good that you kept it neat because that's true. Everyone could see it. And then you'd walk around the hallway and go to the back corner where my office was. <laughs> and my desk is just piled. There's stuff everywhere. But I kind of prided myself in that because I always saw myself as like more a creative type. Exactly. Type and I'm like, Diana looks so uptight. I admired yeah. your cleanliness yep. when I'm like, you look super uptight. And there is a tendency to think like, what is she even doing? Yeah. Like, because there's almost- nothing on her desk. Does yeah. she even have enough work to do? Totally. Whereas Dawn, you walked into her office and it was a <laughs> flurry of activity. You're like, oh, she's super busy. Yeah. It's like you would throw the promotional t-shirts and stuff across the room just to make, <laughs> just for the aesthetic. Yeah. Like, uh, this is just a fun, creative, free-flowing yeah. place. But- and I sometimes hear this from other people that are like more creative too. And they're like, oh, I can't, like, it's just how I am. Looking back now, that was a very stressful way to operate, and I wasn't winning. I certainly wasn't using my time well. Welcome to the Minimum Mom Podcast. Today, Dawn is joined by her twin sister, Diana, to talk about faith and simple living. During that time, I was learning a lot from Diana. I just wasn't implementing it. Sure. And so if you fast forward then, about five or six years later, we had four kids I was selling real estate full-time. Tom was working at a distance. So he would leave at 4.30 or 5 oh, in the man. morning and not get home till 6 o'clock at night. And so I was just trying, you know, I'd get phone calls and I'm like hiding in the laundry room to, you know, keep the kids quiet. <laughs> and I had to. Yep. I had to master these time management skills because, I mean, when you're dealing with like people's properties and stuff, like you have to do a good job. Like you cannot miss anything and I had to but I'm so grateful for that season because it did cause me to figure out what works for me what doesn't and I do feel like I came away with a few tips that have been really helpful and have continued to serve me well and so Diana we were talking a little bit because I I was trying to remember what some of your favorites were so I uh, we did a YouTube video this past Tuesday where I shared some of mine talking about only having three things on your to-do list but I wanted to kind of let you share a little bit of what you learned and what's been really effective for you. Yeah, my number one time management tip was always like every paper, receipt, anything that lands on your desk or whatever your workspace is or however you try to remember things, Mm -hmm. you know, or if it gets shoved in like the mail slot, it has to actually have a home. Mm-hmm. Like your pile of bills is not a reminder. Yeah. It has to, every paper has to go into a filing system and then it gets written down mm-hmm. on either your to-do list or your calendar. Right. Preferably your calendar and it gets scheduled in. That's in more of a formal setting. And so that's what I loved on about your Sunday basket mm-hmm. is because I feel like you've created kind of a portable filing system mm-hmm. where everything can find a home mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily have to write down every single individual item because now you're you have kind of more of like a tickler file you know Mm -hmm. that's telling you what needs to be done each week but that would be the key even Mm -hmm. post-it notes don't like are not a to-do list or shouldn't be your time management system because uh, sorry the i think it was like the franklin covey system was one thing you really studied and they're like 
no post-it notes. No, because the concept is, and and behind having like a clean desk and everything goes in like file folders or drawers, is that every time your brain sees that pile or post-it note or list, it has to remember and then recategorize like mm-hmm. okay wait was this important do i have to do this today or was this for like a rainy day or and so your poor brain is yeah. just and that's actually the science behind a decluttered home as well right right is your poor brain is constantly having to assess and mm-hmm. so we're trying to limit all of that thought process so that we can take our precious mental bandwidth and just apply it toward the things that are most important well and yeah now that you say that too how we have to like recategorize and remember i mean i remember that my my messy office i would get pulled away like oh don there's someone at the front desk that wants to see you and i'm like oh great and i go and i visit and i come back to my office and i do i remember sitting back down in my chair and being like what was I doing? Yeah. I have no idea. What was I work on? Now you go to Diana's office. She, she sits back down. She's like, oh, I have the promotions folder <laughs> open in front of my desk. I was planning the fall promotion. And so, yeah. yep, I'm just going to jump right back in where I was. Right. And so I, I do see that now from experience and especially knowing how overdrawn we all are right yep. now. Now let's answer the question because people are going to say, if I put it in a folder, it's out of sight, out of mind. I completely forget about it. And that's where with the weekly planning basket or the Sunday basket was created by Lisa from Organize 365 is that you plan a time yep. when you go through it. So she called it the Sunday basket. She did it on Sunday evenings. Yeah. And what I like about that in your video from Tuesday where you said the reason your to-do list isn't functioning is because you have too much on it, right? Mm-hmm. You can only realistically yeah. do, let's say, three things in a day. That's where we can't get pulled in other directions. Like if we let our email become our to-do list right. or drive us, mm-hmm. we're going to spend precious, again, mental bandwidth and discipline mm-hmm. on things that may or may not actually man- mm-hmm. matter or be accomplishing our goals. Right. And so having that discipline to take those couple of most important things that need to get done, file away the rest, keep it for when you do yep. have more time, but know that the most important things are going to happen today. And that's actually what Lisa says too with the planning basket is that each week, like each Sunday, when you sit down to do it, you only do the stuff that has to be done for this week. So it has to be done by next Sunday. And if not, you forward it to the next week. And what this does is you keep forwarding and forwarding is eventually there's going to be stuff you're never going to get to mm-hmm. and you let it fall off. You intentionally let it fall off because we all have more to do's than time in the week. And so that shows you like, oh, it still wasn't a priority. Nope, still didn't do it. And then we get to a point where we say, you know what, I'm not going to do it. And then we let it go. And another thing too with this, you know, this the weekly planning basket and planning a time each week. So I try to do Friday mornings. It's kind of like my household management time. Well, once in a while, something comes up on a Friday morning and I don't have the half hour, 45 minutes that I would like. So what I do is I pull out my to-do folder, I glance through it, and I'm like, is there anything in here that has to get done? And if it if there is, I pull it out, I put it on my keyboard, and then I go off to whatever I have to do. And so even if you can't, you're like, I, you know, it doesn't, it hasn't worked for me before, I won't stick with the time then just have that accountability be like okay worst case i'm going to glance through it make sure i'm not forgetting anything important everything else can wait till the the following sunday great and then you go on about your day and then you do it when you're able to and the email application of this 
is, I think, maybe one of the most loveliest things of all. Because mm -hmm. in my email inbox, if a message is three to four months old, I look at it and I think, okay, this wasn't a priority in the last three to four months. That's mm -hmm. about my cutoff was three yep. or four months. Is it actually going to become one? Right. And I check that box and I hit delete yeah. and it disappears forever. Yep. Because I think, again, we all know this now. If it really is that important, they're right. going to email you again. Yep. You're going to get another notification like it will ha or it will have happened. Right. You know, and so giving yourself permission, just like with the weekly, what do we call it now? The weekly planning weekly basket. Planning basket. <laughs> Same with our email yeah. is just to let those tests fall because we just can only do so much. And if you're like, oh my goodness, I have this email. I could not just delete it. Then respond to it today. Like, please respond oh, to it. Man. Just respond to it. It's like a frog project, right? We talked about like, don't let these frogs hang over your head and grow into these big, ugly toads. Yeah. Just respond to it. Say, I am so sorry. It was so rude of me that I let it go this long. Here's my response. Own it. And let it go. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Here you go. And sometimes I read this too, um, that some like someone said, just because someone sends you a long email doesn't mean you have to send a long reply. And I think that's sometimes too mm -hmm. why we don't respond to emails. We're yep. like, oh, I need to take a half hour and I have to proofread yep. it. Just say, like, I'm so, like, um, a common one that I say often is like, I'm so sorry for the delayed response. And then, yeah. thank you so much for your thoughtful message. It meant a lot to me send like let's yeah. stop like it, it's okay just get it sent get it off your mind and then move on or i like diana's idea just delete it just delete it <laughs> we don't have time and energy for this stuff right sorry now sorry to anyone who sent don an email you're good at email you <laughs> i actually stay pretty on top yeah of you do a good job days, so <laughs> yeah i think ultimately diana though what you know because like what's the point of all this the point is, like, we need to be able to focus on the things that really matter, yep. right? we got to have All the time it. in my day for the things that matter. And so many of these details take up our precious bandwidth, and we don't get to the truly important things. Yeah, I've, I've been re-listening to the book Take Your Life Back by John Eldridge, which we both just mm -hmm. can't recommend enough. Oh, are you going to talk about the beauty part? Um, I actually was going to talk about the how we've obliterated all social boundaries Ooh, by yeah. making ourselves available via text communication or social social media 24 mm -hmm. hours per day. Yeah, and there's just this sense, like the author talks about how he has a friend who turns his phone off over the weekend, which mm -hmm. most of us can't even imagine that. Right, and so then even he will fe feel irritated if he just that he doesn't get a response, <laughs> and he's like, "How terrible is this that we right. expect?" instant you know response and how but then you know he contrasts that with like Jesus and his disciples would walk everywhere mm -hmm. so if they were even going like to another city it might be a multiple day walk wow. to get there and imagine that speed of life mm -hmm. and imagine the conversations that would have happened on the way and yeah. around the fire at night yeah. and at, around the meal table like they weren't going through McDonald's either and eating while they were walking right, right. right? and so like he's just contrasting you know the speed of our life and the demands that are on us right now which he's saying is just depleting our souls mm -hmm. with then what Jesus actually modeled and so we're putting all this pressure on ourselves yeah. to respond and be on and to do and to do and to do when Jesus was like, hey, we're going to walk yeah. like, and we're going to get there, yeah. you know, and then we are going to do significant things for the kingdom. 
and then we're going to get away and be with the father and we're going to walk to the next place, you know? So for us to have that permission Mm -hmm. to slow down, to not be so demanding of ourselves Mm -hmm. and to just take a break. Yeah. And I love, he goes on, I I thought Diane was going to talk about the beauty part too, (laughs) but he talks to you about how beautiful things revive us. And what I found is that I, you know, I talk about watering my trees and going out and spending time outside. And I feel like as I spend more time in nature, it's almost like you can start to match the pace of nature that you start to feel like, Oh, it does just feel so good to slow down a little bit, to watch the clouds go by, like to look at the leaves and the trees. And I feel then like when I go back inside and I'm confronted with my email or my to-do list again, it's like, you know what? I have a different perspective on it. I'm like, it can wait. It'll be there tomorrow. It's going to be fine. And so I do feel like we just sometimes have to like just remove ourselves from that. Get in nature, absorb the pace of nature, and it helps us to be able to manage some of this stuff a little bit easier. I know. I'm thinking I'm going to have to get like really good snow boots this year. Yeah. Like are you going to try and walk like in the winter? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Like good Mm -hmm. North Face gear. You know what? When when you're moving, you stay pretty warm. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. And in Minnesota, like it gets very cold, lots of snow, Mm -hmm. but it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. We get really beautiful sunny days. It's really bright. And And you feel there's something about the coldness and the chill. Like you feel alive. Like you're like, oh, I feel that, you know, like it's it's like such a stark (laughs) contrast to the comfort of the inside of my home. (laughs) It's remarkable. Oh, it's rejuvenating. Ice in my face. It's like when people jump into frozen lakes. I kind of get it. It's like a polar bear plunge every every day day when you walk outside. Well, Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that you are with us, Lord, that you that you give us permission to slow down, Lord, to take off some of the pressure off ourselves, Lord, to remove some of the demands, to get out from under them, Lord, to get outside and enjoy your beautiful creation and to see your craftsmanship all around us, your creativity, Lord. Uh, your fingerprint on the world around us. And so, Father, I just pray right now just for our refreshment to watch wash over each one of our souls, Lord God. Lord, that we would just receive today your peace, your grace, your understanding, and your discipline for moving forward at your pace. And so I just bless each one of us now in Jesus' name. Amen.